How many of us know that God is good? All the time? And all the time, God is good. That is not just a mere soundbite of our regular Christian language. We are reminding ourselves that God is good and that He has the capacity and the capability to keep goodness flowing into our lives through every season and every landscape that we find ourselves in. Amen? And I believe tonight that God wants to give us more and more of His glory. Amen? Does anyone see the glory of God tonight? Has anyone seen the glory of God in 2023? Amen? And the title of my message is, Show Me Your Glory. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I find that hard to see. I open my social media. You turn on the TV. You speak to your friends. The world is awash with opportunities for believers to devalue, dilute, diminish, distort our faith and our trust in God. Each and every day that you open those platforms, God's name is being mocked. God's name is being rejected, undermined, even dismissed. And I don't know about you, sometimes we don't fight back because we don't have the tools. We don't know how to utilize the tools, the weapons, the arsenal that God has given us. But do you know all authority on heaven and earth has been given to us? We just need to demonstrate it. We just need to enforce the victory that Jesus gave us at Calvary in the name of Jesus Christ. But we need to also remember that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. 2023, like many years in our lives, will have had mountaintops, would have had valley experiences and a lot of mundane moments, I guess, in the middle. But one thing is true, God has remained constant. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? And I want us tonight to be on that firm foundation, to not lose our footing as we cross over from 2023 into 2024. But maybe today, as you look back on this year, you've lost your footing. You've taken your eye off the prize. You've neglected your walk with God. You've found yourself discouraged. And I believe for us as Christians, before we move into 2024 and all that it offers us, we need to reflect on 2023. Perhaps you've indulged in issues that have not needed your attention. You've allowed your confidence to be eroded in the things that don't really matter. Maybe you've compromised. I think in many ways we're all guilty in some regard. We fail to love one another. We fail to forgive one another. We fail to stop gossiping about one another. We fail to honor one another. We want each other to succeed, but just not more than me. But when I hear a testimony of God breaking through in somebody's life, I rejoice because I know that my God is alive, awake and alert and active in that person's life. No spirit of jealousy, just a spirit of love and grace and peace and joy for that person, particularly if you have journeyed with that person to that breakthrough. Maybe we need to 
enhance our dedication and our devotion to God. And so my call to you tonight is don't settle. Don't compromise. Don't cash out your robustness, your resoluteness, your passion, your zeal, your hunger for God for a life of comfort, a life of convenience, because you think the cost is less. Maybe you take a moment to celebrate mediocrity. You've embraced indifference. You've satisfied yourselves with tepid victories and mundane breakthrough. Well, I am here to tell you tonight, God has more for you in 2024. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible is so clear. Signs, wonders and miracles follow all who believe. Please don't relegate a miracle that you made it to church when it rained. Amen? We all need refining. We need revelation. We need a refocusing. We need a reformation in our hearts and in our lives. And we stand here at this moment where we can make healthy, holistic decisions that could potentially change the trajectory of our lives, of our families, of our ministry, and our destiny in Christ. Tonight, the decision ultimately is yours. Because what you confront, you conquer. What you permission, you endorse and you encourage. So I want you tonight to seize the opportunity. Decide decisively tonight to sow the seeds of change in your life. Root out the places. Root out the problems. Root out the people in your life that is stopping you from seeing the fullness of the glory and the grace and the goodness of God in your life. And in the places you're making excuses and explanations, cut them off and let the glory of God fill your heart and life once again in the name of Jesus Christ. That comes only one way. A life that is fully surrendered and fully committed to God. I am fed up with Sunday Christianity. Jesus did not die for me to check in at 9am on Sunday morning and check out again at 11am and go back to living the way of the world. He paid the highest price so that I can be free, so you can be free. Do you want to live in that victory tonight? That choice ultimately is yours. And it's the same with the Bible. I don't want to see the miracles that I can read in the Bible only happen periodically. I want to see it all day, every day, in every moment, in every season of my life. I want to live a supernatural life where the supernatural is normal and natural. That when I pray for someone, I expect them to be healed. I expect it. It's not some fleeting, forlorn hope that maybe if I was good this week and prayed and fasted, God might move. No, God is good. And he is always good. He is faithful to a thousand generations. The problem is with me and my heart and what God needs to do in me. What about you? I don't want the Bible to be explained to me. I want to experience it. Biblical knowledge without biblical experience is ultimately fruitless. I want to see signs, wonders and miracles. And I want to make changes and decisions in my life that produce lasting, transformational change that is birthed out of a heart that is soft and receptive to the power of the Holy Spirit. Not behavioral change that is fleeting and futile, that's birthed out of transactional thinking that, well, if I stop doing this, then God will give me that. That's not how God works. God has got so much more. 
It's not a miracle if you get to church on time. Amen? It is not a miracle if you tithe. It is not a miracle if you witness to your family and friends at Easter and Christmas. We were designed and created for so much more. And some of us need to break away the layers of disappointment, the betrayal, the hurt, the pain that has scarred our lives this year and recognize in and through it all, God is still working. God is still moving. Awake and arise, O sleeper, because God is at work in your life. Do you ever wake up and think, surely there's got to be more to life than this? I don't know about you, but I find myself in that place. And it's not because I live in London and I have to jump on the subway and look at sad faces on a Monday morning. Amen? It's because I wake up and I think, what does God want me to do today? And am I willing to hear it? Am I willing to be obedient? And am I willing to go out of my way to be a vessel that can bring change and transformation, healing and order and restoration into somebody's life? But that forces reflection. And I can confess I'm deeply unsatisfied in certain areas of my own life where I am indifferent. And I've wrestled with it in my own heart. And I can tell you now, it is a challenge. But it is not a challenge that I call or commission us to recoil from. It's a challenge to step in to the presence of God. It's a challenge to call on the name of the Lord. It's a challenge to dig into the scriptures. It's a challenge to pray more fervently. Because in doing that, you will hear God's voice. And he will speak to you and he will minister to you. But you know, if you do a heart examination, you've got to accept two Two outcomes, the content and the condition of your heart. And I tell you now, if you do it honestly, the results can be brutal. They can be blunt, but they can also be beautiful. Because they show you the areas where you need to grow. So you can see the glory of God manifest in that part of your life. Amen and amen. I don't know about you, 2023 is almost done. There is nothing left on the clock. we got 30 minutes and counting. But when I get to heaven... I want to be able to look the Lord Jesus in the eye and say that I left it all on the field. But there's a cost to that. There's a cost that says I don't compromise. There's a cost that says I don't worry myself about the issues that don't worry God. I want to accurately reflect the fullness of God's grace, God's goodness and God's glory. And while I know my life ultimately does not do that, That truth does not deter me from pressing on. Our lives must be lived with Christ and the kingdom of God as our sole priority. We are living stones, amen? We're not dead ones. We're alive. And you have a divine assignment, plan and purpose from the God of all the ages for you to fulfill in 2024. Decide tonight. As you close out this year, that you're going to have little, if any, time for any distractions, any detours, any deceit, any deception, and any inevitable disappointment that this world system has to offer you. I don't know about you. I want revival. I want reformation. I want to see souls saved. I want to see London saved. I want the name of Jesus proclaimed in every highway, in byway, in every school, in every town, in every village, in every community to see the kingdom of God established here in the United Kingdom and across the nations of the world. Because that's why Jesus came. I don't want to pass up 
a single opportunity to proclaim his name, to love the lost, help the hurting, serve the needy, comfort the broken. The days are dark. Turn on your TV. Paul said it in Ephesians 5. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And I stand here tonight, Katie, to tell you, I believe it with all of my heart that this church, you, me, us, together, all of us, can be at the forefront of the next great awakening in the United Kingdom and beyond. We are not a church that is called to go with the flow, to celebrate mediocrity, to just get by until we get to heaven because we've got our ticket to heaven. But we need to rise up in the days that lie ahead and carry out that deep conviction that God has placed in our heart. Words we know well, 2 Chronicles 7:14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Words we know well, words we are familiar with. If we are willing to humble ourselves, to get back to the basics of our Christian faith, to press forward together with one mind, one heart, to see this world changed and transformed by the power of the good news of Jesus Christ. Christ and Him crucified. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 4 verses 4 and 6, 4 to 6, the Apostle Paul tells us, as a prisoner of the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, in all and through all and to all, in the name of Jesus Christ. And my call and commission to us this evening is let's regain the ground that may have been lost this year. It is time once again to rise up and become and be all that God has called and commissioned us to be. Why? The word of God says as follows in 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose heart is fully committed to him. You only search for something that's valuable. You think about your wallet, you think about your keys, you think about your cell phone, you think about of anything of value that you've lost, you're going to search for it. Which says that you're precious in God's eyes. Whose hearts are fully committed to him. Jesus came to set us free. Amen? He came to give us life and life in all its fullness. And the enemy knows that. And the enemy knows that we know that he knows that. And the world out there is dark, it's depressing, it's destitute. Evil flourishes and seemingly reigns in so many nations of the world. And we all know the great adage that the enemy's greatest tactic is to convince us that he does not exist. His second greatest tactic is to tell you that God is not good. That God somehow withholds. And I'm here to break that lie off your life. God is not a withholder. Our God is good. He is faithful. He is 
perfect in all of His ways towards you. James declares in James 1, 16 and 17, Do not be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. I am here to tell you, God has never failed you. Regardless of what 2023 may have produced in your life, He remains faithful. And He calls you to walk in the freedom and the wholeness that He has for you. He is not a withholder. Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk is blameless. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And to that end, I am convinced that the Holy Spirit has begun a deep, work of stirring up his people, not just in KT, but beyond KT, to experience the grace of God in our lives once again. The pure, undiluted, untainted, unfiltered grace of God. Do you remember the moment in your walk with Christ where you experienced the grace of God? You're never the same again. Every stronghold in your life Broken. Every chain of addiction broken. Every mindset broken. Every poverty spirit broken. Everything that is not healthy for your life broken in that moment that you walked into and received the perfect grace of God. And I'm here to tell you tonight that God's grace is all over your life. Amen. And when God breaks things over and off your life, it's not broken just for tonight. It's broken forever and ever and ever in the name of Jesus Christ. And I know it from personal experience. After your salvation in Christ, probably the greatest joy and fulfillment you can have and discover is the perfect grace of God. John 1.14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one true and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Grace, the grace of God, it's not exclusively defined by what God does in our hearts or in our lives, but it's actually found in who he is. Grace is a person. Grace is the divine revelation to you and to me of who God ultimately is. Jesus came to this earth to reveal the Father to humanity. And in doing that, Jesus showed us what the Father was like. He removed every lie regarding the Father. The Father is love. He always has been and He always will be. He is loving. He is gracious. He is merciful. He is compassionate. And Jesus came to show the Father to this dark, decaying and damaged world. And I don't know your journey for everyone, but maybe you've experienced a narrative where the Father has been presented to you as some kind of distant, dismissive, uninterested and disappointed Father whose primary existence is to continually judge you for your sin, to condemn you for your heart attitude, to ridicule you for the strongholds that may still be in your life and to guilt and punish you. And I am here to tell you tonight, that is a lie from the pit of hell. The Father loves you, and He accepts you, and He affirms you, and He approves of you, right where you are, in the name of Jesus. And if you're wondering tonight, well, you know, God of the Old Testament, God of the New Testament, you know, you've got blood bullet and the wrath of God, and you've got love and grace on this side, it is the same God. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Every time we think about Moses, we think about the law and all all that that does and all that that offers us. And the law, whether we like it or not, it's like a mirror. We hold it up to our face. If you think about taking a selfie, you don't get to define the outcome. You have to accept what that looks like. And if you look into the mirror of your life, you're going to have to accept the odd spot, blemish, scar, whatever it is. But that ultimately is an opportunity for us to be convicted of our sin and be saved from it. And if you've enjoyed that tonight, if you've enjoyed that in your life, that is liberating and life-changing. The fullness of who Jesus is was revealed when he came to earth. Now Moses, we know about it. He gave the law to the people. And whilst Moses was faithful in the deepest recesses of his heart, he longed for something else. He wanted something else. And we all know the story in Exodus 33. We know the context. His people have sinned. They're under the law. God seemingly wants nothing more to do with them. Have you felt like that at any point this year? But that's not God's real desire. Now we know Moses was a great man, a good leader. He knew and he understood the grace of God. He didn't just know about it, he had experienced it. And some of us as believers, we can get so lost in the concept of grace that we struggle to actually receive it and enjoy it in our lives. But Moses spoke to God. He shared his heart with God. And he called on God to demonstrate mercy because they had no hope. And the same is true for us. We are still here, we are still standing on Sunday the 31st of December 2023 because of the grace of God. If you believe it, give God a shout of praise in the name of Jesus. But for His grace, where would we be? And God was sending them into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. He had even sent an angel ahead of them. He wasn't going himself though. God was testing Moses. Maybe this year you felt like, oof, I've gone through a few tests. I hear that amen. (laughs) He wanted Moses to go and he wanted Moses to give them the promise. The angel had been dispatched ahead of them was significant because the angel would guarantee that the promises would be met. A moment for pause and reflection. Imagine being Moses. You're a great leader. People look up to you. You are reliable. You're a righteous man. You're revered in the land. God is offering you a great ministry. You're going to be prosperous. You're going to be successful in absolutely everything. It's one of those opportunities you think, take it, run, grab it. But no. Moses had other ideas. He had something more pressing, something more precious in his heart. And he successfully negotiated with God. I am yet to achieve that. I would love to achieve that. But he successfully negotiated with God. Moses said that if he wasn't going to go with him, he wasn't going. Why? Because Moses knew in his heart, beyond any doubt, that the one true promise of God is simply who he is. And tonight, that's ultimately all that he promises us. The promise of his presence. His presence in your life, in your ministry, is completely sufficient. You will lack nothing if you have only His presence. Moses knew this. He had already enjoyed favor. 
He wanted the grace and the favor of God. He wanted to move forwards in deepening his walk and his journey with God. I don't know about you. I want that tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you. I will give you rest. Your faith in God has no correlation with what we can do in order for God to bless us. Do you know if God wants to bless you, God is going to bless you and there is nothing you can do to enhance that, to start that, to stop that. God is just going to bless you. But for some of us, the faith is not in the doing, but in the receiving. Receiving what God has done, the faith of rest, nothing more to achieve, nothing more to accomplish or attain. Jesus has already completed it. It is finished. That is why he is seated at the right hand of the Father, making prayer and intercession for you and for me. It is finished. Yet Moses was not satisfied. He knew that there was more. My question to you tonight, in our final moments together, is do you want more of God? Do you want more of his glory, more of his grace, more of his goodness in your life? You've got to get unsatisfied with your current levels of satisfaction that you have in your walk with Jesus Christ. That's how Moses could say in verse 18, Now show me your glory. God went back on everything. The people that should have been destroyed and disseminated now have grace. He did not withhold his presence. What a beautiful prayer from Moses. Show me your glory. Wow. Maybe you're in KT here tonight. Maybe you're watching online and you can see yourself in Moses' shoes. You've been dedicated. You've been devoted. You've been disciplined in your walk with God. You've led people. You've served God wholeheartedly. You yourself are a miracle. But you've also seen miracles. Do you want to see God's glory? Remember, God's glory is revealed in who he is And what he will be to us, his people. The promise of his presence will always be enough. As we begin to transition out of 2023 and into 2024. Is that the overarching beat of your heart? Moses wanted to see his face and his heart. And I know, I'm convinced rather, that he understood the ramifications and the magnitude of that prayer. He wanted to be surrounded by the glory of God. Verses 19 and 20 read, And the Lord said, I will cause my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, but I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. All my goodness. God is not a withholder. All the glory will go before you. God has shown his heart. God has proclaimed his name. His heart is now exposed and available and accessible to us. God wanted to get closer to Moses, closer to his heart. And that's my prayer for you today. 
That as we cross over, you get closer to God's heart. Do you know why? Because the closer you get to God's heart, the closer you get to God's grace. The more you get of more, more you get of God's grace, the more you will be able to replicate and reflect Jesus in each and every part of your life. I'm here to tell you tonight, you may have had a difficult, you may have had a discouraging year, but there is yet more grace for your life. Do you want to walk it in it? Do you want to receive it tonight? I believe that God can. Now I'm tempted to burst into song tonight, but I won't. The song, William McDowell, Withholding Nothing. I surrender all to you. Everything I give, I give to you. Withholding nothing. I promise you, nothing you've ever done, no challenges, no difficulties, no struggles, no sins, will ever, ever separate you from the love of God. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Why don't you stand with me this evening? The Word of God declares in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. What am I saying to you tonight? God is not finished with you yet. He has got more pages of testimonies, victories, breakthroughs, and God's goodness and glory to write into the history pages of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. But more than that, he has got more of himself to reveal to you. The tears that you shed in 2023 will be seeds of growth, change, progress in 2024. Nothing has been lost. No matter how difficult, no matter how dark, no matter how challenging. The times of toiling and testing are going to slip effortlessly into the history pages of your life. As you posture and your position, your heart, as you focus on the goodness, the grace and the glory of God. You will begin to bask in the beauty of who God is. And right here and right now, I would love everyone to close their eyes. And I'm going to declare some promises over your life. And after that, we're going to respond in song briefly before we usher in 2024. A few words. Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 16, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Psalm 27 verses 13 and 14. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. Wait for the Lord. And I want to declare to you tonight, your season of barrenness and brokenness is over. Dare to dream again. Let every dry bone in this place live. Move into your God-given destiny. In Jesus Christ, your past is powerless. In the name of Jesus Christ, the cross 
before me, the world behind me. Let go of every failure, every disappointment, every trace and source of pain. Tap into the power that resides within you. The immeasurable power of the Holy Spirit. The power that conquered death, hell, sin and the grave. No scheme of plan will ever come to pass in your life. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the service of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. And a final promise. Amos 9, verse 13. Let these words, with every head bowed and eye closed, let these words saturate your soul. Yes, indeed. It won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing, fast on the heels of the other. You will not be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. Everywhere you look, blessings, blessings will like wine pouring off the mountains and hills, I will make everything right again for my people. In the name of Jesus Christ, this is your year of jubilee. You will see the glory of God. Let's worship Him in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name.